0: Systemize Your Success,
1: I'm Dr. Steve Day, and today we're going to be talking about hiring a social media or marketing manager. When you should do this, how we do it in our company, and some of the mistakes or lessons that I've learned over the years of getting this very wrong, and then getting it pretty right. Okay, so this episode is actually in response to a question I got from one of our clients. And they were asking me about how we would go about hiring a marketing manager. They currently do a bit of email marketing. The person themselves, the the business owner, is pretty much doing all of it. They don't have an assistant at the moment. Um, But they're really conscious of the fact they're not doing more on social media. And they're desperate to get themselves out there, so to speak, and put their content out social media but they don't really have the knowledge of what that should look like how that should happen the strategy how they're going to even go about doing the content etc and so they have come to me said look how would you go about doing this how would you hire a marketing manager and assistant to actually help with this and what are the, the thoughts that they should be having and and how would you actually structure this so that's what i want to talk, talk about today and the Advice that I'm going to talk about now is the same advice I'm going to give to this person. In fact, I'm actually going to give this video to them as the response to their question. So uh, hi, if you're watching this video in response to the question you asked me. Um, So let's get started. So first of all, the key thing to understand is that when you hire anybody for any role, there's a huge impact on your personal time, as in you have to manage that person. So you need to be very sure that they are actually going to give you a good return on that investment, not only in terms of potential revenue they're bringing in, but also on the time they're going to save you. So the first piece of advice I always say is when you are hiring for somebody for a brand new role that doesn't exist in your business is take a long look at your own schedule and and decide, have you actually got the capacity to take on this new person? Because regardless of how good this marketing magical person you think you're going to hire is going to be, you still want them to create content in line with your company's vision, values, brand, etc. So, unless you've already got all of the requirements of giving a basically a proposal, project proposal to a marketing manager, that is your copywriting guidelines, your brand guidelines for your image, for your your uh the uh imagery that's used, the graphic design, sorry. Um, If you've got an idea about the topics you want to cover, if you've got example posts with your style of writing, if you've got um, examples of work you've done previously that you can then share with them with regards to posts and things, they can then emulate that. Unless you've got all those things in place, you're going to have to actually have quite a lot of conversations to build that strategy together, to create these key documents, these key tools needed for them to actually go and go away and do the work independently. So just hiring somebody, even if it was an agency, some fancy agency, yeah, you could just say, look, you do everything and just get on with it and show me the results. And if you want that total hands-off approach and you've got a load of money, then you're hiring a, you know, a big agency to do it for you might be a, a solution. It's not something that I've tried effectively before. I've been disappointed when I've gone down that route. And so I have kept a slightly more control over my uh, content that goes out because I felt that things weren't in line with my values or how I would speak. It doesn't sound like it's coming from me. Um, I didn't really resonate with what was being actually said in my voice or for me, if you like. And that didn't sit well with me because I want to build a business on trust. So you need to make these decisions. And I'm not saying one is right or wrong. And there are lots of companies that use marketing agencies incredibly effectively. But because I have quite a personal brand, uh, and then I wanted it to actually be much more from me. So I've put more work into this uh, to making sure that when people do speak on my behalf, it does actually sound um, like it's for me because it's come from a place that I have created, if that makes sense. So that's the first thing. Just don't underestimate the amount of time needed for you to get this person to produce content that you're happy with. The second thing is that if, like in this example with the person that approached me is they're currently doing some marketing activities. They're doing emails and I think some basic sort of social media stuff, but they wanna step it up. But I know they haven't currently got an assistant helping them do what they are currently doing. So the first thing I would do and this is like the first stage in my entire methodology and the first module on our on our on our foundation course is about freeing your time. It's about, okay, what am I currently doing right now that I shouldn't be doing that if I offloaded it would give me time to do something more valuable. And in this case, that more valuable thing could be to find and hire a brilliant marketing manager and actually give them what they need and support them to becoming. You know to be able to actually create all the content going forward so getting your space free can come from actually looking at what you're currently doing in marketing getting that systemized handing that down to an assistant to actually just do that as much as they can without your involvement and then you just obviously feed in the, the key pieces of information that you need and that then feeds up the time to then go into something else And that doesn't have to just be marketing activities you can free up time from anything you're doing recurring. And you should look at your entire workload over the course of a week or a month, create your personal systemization plan, which I've discussed in previous episodes, and then offload that using our record or read framework, the didactic method, which again, I've discussed in previous episodes. Okay, so when you then have uh, decided, okay, great, I've got some free time, I've got the capacity to bring this person on, you're then going to be going through a hiring process, and we have the recruit, recruit hiring process, which I've again covered in a recent series on the uh, on this podcast. And it's important here to not forget a couple of key things. Just because you're hiring someone with a skill set, this is going down the route, the option one route of hiring an experienced social media manager who's going to come in and basically help you to create the strategy and actually run this for you so that's the model option a i'm going to talk about option b in a a few minutes so option a we're assuming you're hiring someone with a skill set but and this is a this is a mistake that i've made in the past is don't let the skill set get in the way of the other important things when you're hiring so just because someone is brilliant in social media and management and they can prove that they've done wonderful things for the clients in the past and you can look at their posts like, wow, these are fantastic. There's a couple of key things that I always try to dig out during the recruitment process or at the very latest during an interview before I go to the effort of actually onboarding and hiring somebody. First thing is their values. Are they actually a good values match for our business? Do they share the same morals and they have the same outlook on business and work that we actually have in our team and that we want to actually keep on growing with our team. So recruitment should be based on finding people who are good values match. This is not an idea that I've come up with. This is a very well-known idea. I mean, where I learned about it originally was by Gina Wickman, the book, Track, Track, fantastic book. And he talks about hiring people for the, the right person in the right seat, and the right person, if someone has a good values match. So, the right seat for this example is someone with this skill set of being able to run social media campaigns, to be able to produce content, et cetera. But they also need to have a system oriented brain. In the past, I've had someone with the right values, the right skill set, but they lacked the third leg of the stool. And that was that they weren't a systems oriented brain they were really good at doing stuff and they worked incredibly hard and they had great values. But one of our highest values actually is, we believe in systems. So if that person isn't able to create a system for what they do, or hasn't already got a system that could be replicated, for us, because it's one of our values, it's an easy no. But for you, if systems isn't one of the values in your business, either make it one, or have that as the third criteria of when you're hiring, as in. Is this person, do they have the skills and the understanding of the relevance and the importance of systemizing, documenting everything they do in order that someone else can do it for them? Now, that is a mindset shift because some people will be threatened by that. So what you want to find is the person that realises that by creating a system, delegating the work down, they actually get the opportunity to elevate themselves up into a higher position of responsibility and then Obviously, remuneration comes with responsibility. So when you are hiring, don't forget the systems part because ultimately this person is going to leave you. And what you do not want is a brilliant marketing systems going like being run by this person. It's all going to hire, like singing and dancing. They get offered a job offer at Google or whatever. They leave you and you're left with absolutely nothing except for a good history of social media, which then drops off a cliff. So you've got to hire people for any role but especially if you're hiring expertise, that they are willing, able, and get it about why it's so important that they document everything they do and give you those systems. That's what you're paying for. You're not paying just for the skills, you're paying for them to create the systems. This is different if you're working with an agency, because most agencies are very systemized by the nature they're an agency and they have multiple clients, et cetera they're probably not going to want to give away their systems and give you, you know, uh, basically you can then sack them and then have people to use their systems in your business. That wouldn't make good business sense for them. So in those cases, you're just handing over responsibility much more and I wouldn't expect them to then be, you know, creating systems for you. This is the difference. This is where you've got to make this, this, this judgment. Do you want the easy expensive fix or do you want the middle ground, which is like hiring someone with experience, but you want them to put the create systems and I'm talking about the third option in a moment. So when you do hire this person, if you're gonna go down this option of hiring this person with this, with skills, it's really tempting to go all out and try and do everything at once. But it's a bit of Facebook, bit of uh, uh, LinkedIn, a bit of uh, Facebook ads, let's see some Google ads as well, let's run some YouTube video ads, you know, and I, and I did exactly this and sort of a scattergun approach. And what, that, what happens is that person is dragged from one person, one thing to the next, the next, they don't get to focus. But also you have got to then do lots of, of thinking or creating different types of content or learning about the different platforms. And it all becomes very chaotic. So, again, just focus on one thing. So if you bring this person on board, their first target should be, for example, to grow your, so your Facebook group to X or to uh, launch a successful ads campaign on Facebook, or to be involved with your, your um, creating uh, Instagram posts and building your followers on your Instagram to a certain number. Like, Be super specific. And it's not that they have to then do nothing else until they hit their ultimate target. But what I suggest you do, what we do now, is to say, look, you need to go into that one goal that one platform that one whatever it is that the target you're going to do so let's say it's Facebook's uh, organic growth you're going to go into that and you are going to document the hell out of what you do you're going to learn you're going to spend all your time like eight hours a day just doing that one thing until you've systemized it to a point you can delegate it to someone else to do the majority of the work with you overseeing and managing that person and then you're going to shift your attention onto the next channel or the next thing the next goal that way you are getting somebody to dump their knowledge to hyper focus to become, you know, do deep work on one thing, get it nailed, move over the recurring, um, time consuming stuff, move on to the next thing, and then go deep on that. That's not to say they're not going to keep an eye on the first thing and keep developing it, because it may be that it needs tweaking and going forward. That's fine. But instead of spending 100% of the time on that, which they will do in the first few you know, weeks and days, days and weeks is they're now going to shift to do do like 70% on the new thing, 20% on that maintenance, then 10% maybe on thinking ahead what's going to be next. And so having them shift the time focus from 100% on one thing or 90%, 10% maybe, then shifting it to be 70% on the new thing, but still maintaining, improving the the original channel and then keeping moving that forward. It means that you're basically able to get get much more value from someone's knowledge and experience over the medium term because you can allow to, you can tap into their expertise in every single channel and then systemize the hell out of it. And the great thing is when they delegate down, they delegate the work, the recurring work down, it tests the systems that they've created because if that person can't do it without continual help from the person above, it means it's not very well systemized. And then you can actually work on the systems part before they move on and forget you know what they what they did or b- before they end up leaving the company or whatever and so that's how i suggest you do it focus on one thing get get that part working well get a system in place it doesn't need to be perfect it's not like you have to do it for years or whatever but get the majority of the work the recurring work delegated down to a lower cost entry-level assistant and then that person with the higher cost experienced social media or marketing manager would then be able to move their focus on to the next thing that's the way that we do it now and it works very well cool so the other thing i want to talk about so i forgot i was going i was looking at my notes my apologies for the pause um is that do you hire a jack of all trades or do you hire a marketing strategist genius and so this again something that i've I don't know if I've, I can honestly say that we've nailed this part, but I'm going to tell you my thoughts on this anyway. So the jack of all trades, what I mean is that you hire somebody who can do a bit of video editing. They're OK at graphic design. They're not so bad at copywriting. They've done a bit of scheduling and strategy and content uh, um, calendar p- production, all the rest of it before. And so, on, so generally speaking, they can do it all and they can basically you know get your social media out there and it's all pretty good it's you know it's it's fine it's you know it's not the best but it'll do so there's that approach or there's the approach of going look am i going to hire actually someone who is a marketing strategist a marketing manager content marketing manager who has a very like brilliant strategic brain who understands about how the algorithms work in the social media who understands about you know the facebook um ads uh content how you basically uh get those working properly or they they really get the whole getting into the psychology of your buyer and the different buying stages and understand the need to craft marketing material to, to, to meet the, the specific needs of the of your target audience and all the rest of it but they're actually not very good at graphic design or video, or maybe they're not so good at copywriting. Or maybe they're good at one of those things plus the strategy, because that's often the case. And from my experience, limited experience, I've often found that people that are quite good at the strategy stuff often are very good at the copywriting because they go very well together. Understanding what you need to say to people to, to make them take action is obviously a huge part of marketing, making it look pretty is important, but it's not actually the thing that really drives action. And so actually you want somebody, in my opinion, who's good at copywriting and the strategy above those other things. And then you outsource those other bits, whether you have someone else in-house or you just basically hire somebody just to do graphic design and video, or you actually just hire them as a different role. So you hire a creator for your team who does the graphic design and video. And then you have find someone with a better values match than maybe using freelancers and agencies and you can actually bring them into the into your world and train them up and and that's the way i like to do these things as well so check of all trades that's where we started definitely having somebody's having a go doing a bit of this and that or, you know they're not so good at something i'll go and watch some youtube on it and learn how to do it better that sort of like slowly building approach or as we're just doing now we're actually hiring somebody who's got a much more of a uh, a genuine interest in marketing strategy so during the interview, when I interviewed this person, um, I was grilling them like on like, trying to test my knowledge on marketing strategy. And I've done a fair bit of reading over the years, being an entrepreneur, I'm interested in marketing, read all Russell Brunson and stuff, I listened to Neil Patel, Alex Olmosi. Uh, I've done marketing training in the past. Um, and so I, you know, I've got a pretty damn good understanding of, um, of, of marketing strategy and stuff. So I was trying to push my knowledge to see how good they were. And they came back and answered a lot of stuff. But then when I like, really well, and I was actually really impressed by most of their answers. But then I started asking about what they actually had done with regards, to, you know, creating graphics, doing posts, doing video editing. And she hadn't done any of that. But I still took her on. And this is proof is in the pudding. We're going to see what happens with this. This is I'm not actually literally they start on Monday um, of recording this episode. So I can't tell you of if, 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 uh, how that's going to work out just yet, but I'll come back and do a follow up to this but that's the approach that i've gone this time around is to not go for jack of all trades go to someone with a more special skill set i'm going to empower them that if they need to hire a video editor or a graphic designer they have the authority and the and the budget to do that and let them focus on what they are best at and then you know i can do that quite got a little bit of budget now whereas maybe in the past it's actually, it actually does make sense to go for a jack of all trades um, because actually you probably get a better ban for your book now so just to summarize really what I just talked about there before I talk about the last alternative and that is that first of all make sure before you hire anybody for any role make sure you've got time and the capacity to manage and nurture them and and train them up well don't underestimate the amount of time that you need to invest in your marketing campaigns even if you hire an agency or someone who knows what they're doing to do it if you are going to hire somebody in house with a skill set of marketing management or uh, marketing um Uh, marketing management, that's what I meant to say, Uh, then that's brilliant, but make sure they also have a good values match and they're also dedicated to systemizing everything you do and then hire an assistant for them when the time is appropriate so they can then delegate down, free themselves up and go channel by channel by channel or activity by activity by activity to create marketing systems that they then delegate down and then manage and improve but aren't involved so much in the day-to-day freeing the high value brain up to work on more things over the course of the medium term. And then lastly, make sure that you make a decision before you start the hiring process, what this person's skill set should be. Are they going to be a jack of all trades? And they just got an interest in being creative and being a bit of a marketeer? Or are they going to be a hyper specialist, for example, a marketing strategist and a copywriter that can then outsource the more creative stuff if you don't feel that they're up to speed or actually they don't have time because they're focusing on higher value work. So that's the strategy that we've gone on this occasion. In the past, I'm going to tell you what we've done now. And that's the alternative. That's the, the third option, if you like. Agency, specialist, content marketer or market, marketing strategist or marketing manager. And the third option is to hire an assistant and to get them to actually train themselves up as they do the job. And this is what we've done in the past as well actually we've done all of these things in the past but this is the one we've done more frequently so we've hired an assistant who has a maybe an interest in marketing that have no experience in it or maybe they've got a little experience in graphic design and they've come into the role because there was a need they actually already worked for us in this example i'm trying to think of and we sort of just pushed them into this role because somebody else left and they actually flourished in it they had, at the time the person didn't have social didn't even have a facebook account they hadn't really got into social media at all so they weren't really good at all of that but i had some training that i put them on um uh, by a person called rachel miller which is a uh, facebook group or facebook page trainer and i liked her training and we had some uh, a guy called Peng june so we um put some uh, we had some Peng june training so we put putting through creating content calendars and stuff and we started producing some pretty good you know regular content going out she also liked graphic design. So we sort of she had a dabble with graphic design, designed all of our templates for all of our uh, our social media posts and our podcasts and everything. And so by the end of six months or something, we actually got her trained up to do the jack of all trades type role um, as a social media person. The great benefit of that is I only knew, liked, and trusted her. We had a good values match. She moved into a role she enjoyed more, so she was super happy, and she's now actually, she was now actually doing something she actually found really interesting rather than the role that she was doing, which she didn't like as much. And because she came in as an entry-level assistant, actually the overall cost, rather than me hiring somebody, a jack-of-all-trades marketing manager, would actually be significantly more. I'm not saying it's all about the money and it's much more important to have you know, good people and high-quality work, but in this case, it probably ended up saving us quite a lot of money in the early days, because it was actually using somebody that uh, didn't have that sort of price tag of the experience. The flip side to that is it took longer. It did involve my involvement. We did already have quite a lot of marketing stuff that we we had done previously, so she was able to draw on that for inspiration. I also had access to paid training that I'd paid for in the past that she could then utilise to be able to learn very quickly. And so, and, we, and I have a quite a decent background in business marketing because of just being an entrepreneur for seven years or or actually 20 years but seven years seriously and so those things allowed that to work but it's not going to be right for everybody so if you that that was more really hiring an assistant to come in and help systemize what we currently did and then build on it so if you already have a content media marketing strategy actually this third option is a really good way of systemizing yourself out of it, freeing up your time or your lead, you know, content person's time like i discussed before. And then you can then free, free yourself up to do other stuff. If you haven't already got things in place, you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have to go with either option one, option two, agency or an experienced marketer. So that's it. That's what I want to discuss today. How we go about thinking about the type of marketing assistant stroke manager that we hire the pitfalls that have fallen into the past like not having enough time not being not not realizing how much work is actually involved in 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 helping someone to create your marketing strategy even if you have professionals or agencies and just being aware there are different options out there and being really clear on what it is that you want to get out of this person when they come in and then not expecting them to be able to be do everything unless they're going to be as I say you know a pretty average at everything and being really focused on what is the first thing they will do what will they do next what will they do next and making sure above all that they have a head and a a heart for systems creation so they understand that by systemizing what they do it's not actually going to take them out of a job it's actually going to create a more high value role for them in your business and if they get that you don't need to convince them of it because they already understand it but if they don't You can get pushback on systems creation if they can't prove how they systemize stuff in the past. When I say systemize, I mean document what they do and delegate it to somebody else to do for them. That's what I mean by systemizing. It's simplest form. If they've not got that sort of brain, not got that sort of mindset and don't see the, the value in doing that. Then I wouldn't recommend hiring somebody because otherwise they might get scared, push back on the creating system because they think you're going to basically steal their ideas and then leave them out of a job. And that's far from what I do and far from what I'm advocating. I'm advocating that you want somebody who wants to put value into your business for the long term. That's what you're going to pay them for not somebody who's in it as a freelancer trying to basically do some project work and doesn't see them actually being in your company long term and then seeing there is actually value in adding value. Cool. That's it. Have a fantastic day. Hope you found this useful. As always, if you have, please do share this with anyone you think who would like listening to this and find value in it. And please comment and leave us a rating on your favorite podcast or other app always lovely to see comments from you guys and uh yeah feel free to ping any ideas for episodes always read every comment and uh they inspire me to uh create more stuff so there you go have a nice day take care